Counseling Abandoned Women on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. And today I am delighted to be joined by Julie Ganschow, who is the founder of Reigning Grace Counseling Ministry in Kansas City, Missouri. It's a certified training center uh, there of ACBC, and she is one of our ACBC members. She is also an author of several different uh, biblical counseling resources, many pertaining to issues that women face. And so we're so glad that she's here with us today. Julie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. What an appropriate topic, especially in our the cultural time that we live in, in the present. And so it's great that we're here to talk about this issue of the church's responsibility in ministering to women uh, who have been abandoned. So what I want you to do first is is just explain some of the symptoms, some of the things that we would see in a woman who has uh, been abandoned, some of the ways that the church would recognize some of the issues that uh, that she may deal with if she's been abandoned. Well, because abandonment that we typically deal with in a marriage situation is in three forms, either physical abandonment where the husband physically leaves the home, Emotional abandonment, where he stays in the home, but he completely withdraws from her. He's not engaged with her in any way other than he's physically present. And then sexual abandonment, where he refuses to be intimate with his wife. And we find that these three types of abandonment can overlap depending on the circumstances and all the underlying issues in the marriage. Um, When we get a woman that has been physically abandoned, we really rely on the church to step up and minister to her. The church, as the ambassador for Christ, is charged primarily with meeting the physical needs on the larger scale. Um, This could be uh, meeting her physical needs for shelter on a temporary basis if her husband throws her out. Uh, meeting her financial needs if she has no means of her own. Um, We find many of the women that are being abandoned are women that have no life skills. They were raised to be wives and moms. They've never had a job. They have very little education. And so when the marriage breaks up, they have no way to sustain themselves or their children. So the church may have to step in with providing for her financially until she can get on her feet, uh, helping her access the um, social service systems that are in place um, for housing assistance and medical assistance and financial assistance for herself and any children that are a part of the family. Um, they may also have to step in and provide things like child care um, because if she has low skills or no skills, any job that she gets will quickly be eaten up by paying for child care if that's required. Even when a woman has a sustainable form of income, the church may still need to step in to help her practically by preparing a budget, helping her to find affordable housing, um, and 
men in the church may need to help her with simple things like home repairs, um, car repairs, mowing the lawn, all these kinds of things that she has never had to face before. The role of the biblical counselor in the life of a woman who has been abandoned in any way is to help her address the issues of her heart Mm -hmm. that uh, will most certainly come out the longer the abandonment goes on. Um, We want to help her to discern what the inner man issues are Mm -hmm. and to help her see her situation through God's eyes. Mm -hmm. Being abandoned has a very large emotional component to it, whether the abandonment is physical, emotional, or sexual. Mm -hmm. Primarily, the heart of every person is focused on themselves. Mm -hmm. We want to focus on how what's happening in our lives is affecting us. Mm -hmm. And our thoughts, beliefs, and desires naturally gravitate in that direction. And so the abandoned woman will struggle with fear, she'll struggle with worry, anxiety, all of these things that are ripe issues for the biblical counseling relationship. Mm. She may also struggle with areas of self-pity. Mm. You know, when she sees that other women around her aren't dealing with these things, that um, they've got good husbands who've stuck with them and and haven't left them high and dry. And you know, the heart of a woman that has been emotionally abandoned will struggle tremendously with things like um, guilt Mm. because it is often used as a tool um, by the husband to Mm. force her into doing things that she's not comfortable Mm -hmm. doing, to get her to submit to things that are ungodly. Mm -hmm. And so part of our role is to help her to discern what is he asking that is godly or ungodly, mm-hmm. righteous or unrighteous, and then to help her frame her responses through uh, a biblically informed view? Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting the way you the way you've broken that down is you began with her particular needs from the outside, and it's interesting because we want to as counselors to get to the issues of the heart, and we do quickly. Uh, but it's really important for us to understand how the church is a is a very important piece of the puzzle in ministering to this this lady. You, you mentioned tons of issues that may arise that that she needs to take care of or that need to be taken care of for her. And we think of the resource of the church that we have lots of men who can do some of these, you know, helping her work out a budget, helping her work on her her vehicles, helping her uh, take care of her yard or any repairs. All those things are critical. I think most of all is I've seen the situation where a woman has been abandoned and she has children in tow. And she's probably not going to sit down and listen to much of our counsel if we're not first dealing with uh, where she can lay her head tonight and if her children will be fed and taken care of. And so, man, what an important way to break that down. And then we drive into the heart of the issues, being able to see, you know, all the emotional uh, struggles that she may have. She's been, you know, under control mostly for, for quite some time and all kinds of issues that may come from that. So talk just a little bit about as you counsel a woman, we're, we're past the issue where we've taken care of some of the the uh, most important needs and, and first order needs that she has. How do we move in a direction now in the counseling room to work with some of these issues of the heart, uh, biblically speaking, to help her to see some legitimate change as she moves forward? Forward in a very different life. Well, we have to give her godly wisdom and counsel and how to continue to bring God glory even in the midst of her troubled times. 
abandonment, fear, and all of the resulting heart issues don't excuse or legitimize any sinfulness that she is struggling with. Mm. It, it doesn't legitimize sinful responses, but it can help us understand them a bit. So we need to balance compassion with our expectation of biblical change and the biblical response that we'd like to see from her. Mm. And my goal is to help her to see that while her circumstances appear to be out of control, mm. that God is always in control of her circumstances. Yeah, so you're describing symptoms, which is, I mean, we need to be able to discern and learn that as we're mm -hmm. seeing this from a counselor's perspective. And um, what you've described is encompassing relative to uh, what a woman would experience. Now, it's another thing altogether for the counselor to now take what they're discerning, the symptoms that they're seeing, and begin to help them work through the process of change. Mm -hmm. So uh, now we have the responsibility once, once we've discerned some of the problems, how we can best uh, help this lady walk through these issues um, to take all these ways that the heart issues are manifesting in her life uh, and take the, the beautiful salve of the Word of God and begin to apply it. Can you talk us through um, maybe even using an example of, of how to apply the Word to some of these uh, symptoms that you're describing? Sure. I believe that um, asking her questions is one of the most important ways to get at the issues of the heart and then to help her to identify the thoughts, beliefs, and desires of her heart that need biblical attention. Um, I'm a big fan of asking questions on the heart level. Mm -hmm. um, the answers to her questions will help her to understand what she is thinking about. Mm -hmm. They will help her to understand that the, the feelings that she's experiencing that may be ungodly mm -hmm. or a natural result of her circumstances are flowing from what she is thinking about, believing to be true, and desiring in her heart. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask her, do you understand, first of all, that this really is the genesis of the feelings that mm -hmm. you're experiencing? Because she has to be able to identify that my sinful anger is coming from all the injustice that I'm thinking about, mm. that the fear that I'm experiencing, the anxiety that I'm dealing with, that these are the results of my what-if thoughts mm -hmm. or if-only thoughts, that the guilt that her husband may be laying on her, she has to identify first, is there real guilt? Mm. You know, in many of these marriages, there has been a troubled history very few husbands just up and one day leave for no reason. Very few husbands will one day just cut the wife off when things have been happy and, and joyful in the home. Mm. And so she may very well have some sin issues that she has to deal with, mm -hmm. but none of them will excuse what her husband has done. Mm -hmm. So our goal, my goal in, in serving her is to take God's word and based on how she reveals her heart to me mm -hmm. to make specific application of scripture to these problematic issues mm -hmm. and then to show her what does repentance look like mm. in this area. It's not just I'm going to stop being angry and nagging him mm -hmm. because we're not behaviorists. Yeah. We have to get at what is driving this. What does she want that she isn't getting? What does she get that she doesn't want? Mm -hmm. 
you know, how can we help God, God's word to make an impact on her heart? And some of these behaviors are so ingrained that it takes time. Mm -hmm. It takes time and it takes a diligent study of God's word, even in the midst of dealing with her own heartbreak. And what you're describing, I think, is really helpful. And it's very countercultural. When we think about women in these situations, we, we like to think about them as primarily victims. And there's a reality that they have been victimized and sinned against. That's certainly true. Uh, but not to leave them in a place where it excuses them to carry on life in response to that sin against them, but to respond biblically and appropriately. Now, as you see change, and it's obvious that you guys are, are working with lots of women in this situation, and you have a lot of experience in this, as you start to see change in the woman and you see her progressing and growing, assimilated into the church, sometimes this is the most difficult. When you're doing such deep heart work from somebody who's sober, broken. How do you know when this lady is is ready to start walking on her own two feet? You've seen some repentance. You start to see some healthy fruit. Uh, how do you know when to let this relationship go? Well, at Reigning Grace, we do what we would consider to be more crisis counseling. Mm -hmm. And we don't ever just turn a woman away mm -hmm. at, at any certain point. We mm -hmm. want to turn her over then to, in a in a discipleship relationship mm -hmm. with another woman in the church who can continue to walk with her. Our goal is to decrease our involvement with time mm -hmm. the more we see her living out the fruits of repentance. Um, one of the things that is really difficult to get the woman to transition from is the whole idea that I have to get my husband back. Mm -hmm. I, have to, I have to get him back. I have to fix myself so that my husband will come home. We see women get um, embroiled in these frantic self-improvement programs. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose 20 pounds, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to nag, and I'm going to be pleasant, and I'm only going to smile, and, and those aren't the real problems, mm -hmm. so obviously those aren't the real answers. Mm -hmm. When we see her focus change from, I want to get my husband back to, I want to glorify God by mm -hmm. how I am living my life. That's good then we see that she is actually making progress. Mm -hmm. And then we can start letting go a little bit of the intensive part of the biblical mm -hmm. counseling and transition more to a discipleship mm -hmm. relationship with her. That's right. And I love that because what you just did was you wed the importance of intensely focused counseling ministry in the local church, but then also putting that with the importance of taking our counselees and making sure they're assimilated into God's method of care in normal cases, which is uh, the church mm -hmm. that he's given to us for uh, to sit under the preaching and to be discipled, uh, be in relationship and fellowship and one another's. Oh, that's just that's a beautiful way to think about it, that that all of our counseling should in in that direction. Uh, Julie, it's been a great pleasure for you to be here today. And I'm so thankful for the work that you guys are doing in Kansas City and at Raining Grace and being one of our training centers. We're so grateful. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. And today we featured one of our training centers, Reigning Grace. And so if today was interesting to you, uh, we have training centers all over the United States of America. And you can be trained as a biblical counselor at these various locations. And so you can find out more information about our training centers at biblicalcounseling.com.